following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. Ready, get ready, now go Slander my name all over the place I'll do anything that you want to do But I'm a honey lay off my shoes And don't you tell them I'm going to play the shoes We're going to do anything that we Okay, who said Elvis is dead? I saw him down at the Cumberland Farms just the other day Hello, this is Dunn here for Dunn's Deal and uh, welcome again. We're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, boy, I had so much stuff to go through this week. And got some things with, with uh, Rand Paul. Well, I'm not calling in, but we've got some Rand Paul to tickle your ears with. And um, we're going to talk about some, some important stuff here going on in this uh, country. But first of all, I've got to remind us all once again that Joe Biden is not the president. He is the thief-in-chief. He's the pretender to the throne. The president in exile is Donald J. Trump. And uh, watch out, he's coming back. (laughs) He's gathering his forces. He's over there across the channel getting his army together. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so, it's going to be a fun time over the next couple of years. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It will be an interesting time. And it's an old Chinese proverb. May you live in interesting times. And, um, they will be. They already have been. We've had one election stolen. And, uh... We'll see how the future ones go. But we're going to have a lot of fun talking about stuff. And I want to get Mr. Senator Rand Paul in here to talk about resistance. Oh, it was so good to hear what he had to say. Because somebody in a position of authority must be saying these things. It's time for us to resist. They can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed, although I've got a long list of ones they might keep closed or might ought to keep closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. Nancy Pelosi, You will not arrest or stop me or anyone on my staff from doing our jobs. We have either had COVID, had the vaccine, or been offered the vaccine. We will make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. President Biden, we will not accept your agency's mandates or your reported moves towards a lockdown. No one should follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. And if you want to shut down federal agencies again, some of which aren't even back to work yet, I will (laughs) stop every bill coming through the Senate with an amendment to cut their funding if they don't come back to work in person. Local bureaucrats and union bosses, we will not allow you to do more harm to our children again this year. Children are not at any more risk from COVID than they are from the seasonal flu. Every adult who works in schools has either had the vaccine or had their chance to get vaccinated. There is no reason for mask mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind in school and are being harmed physically and psychologically by the tactics that you have used to keep them from the classroom during the last year. We won't allow it again. If a school system attempts to keep children from full-time in-person school, I will hold up every bill with two amendments, one to defund them and another to allow parents the choice of where the money goes for their child's education. Do I sound fed up to you? That's because I am. I'm not a 
career politician. I practiced medicine for 33 years. I graduated from Duke Medical School. I've worked in emergency rooms. I've studied immunology and virology. And I ultimately chose to become an eye surgeon. I've been telling everyone for a year now, Dr. Fauci and other public health bureaucrats were not following the science. And I've been proven right time and time again. But I'm not the only one who's fed up. I can't go anywhere these days without people coming up and thanking me for standing up for them. Whether I'm at work or at events in Kentucky, at airports, in restaurants, or in stores, people thank me for taking a stand. They thank me for standing up for actual science, for standing up for freedom, for standing against mandates, lockdowns, and bureaucratic power grabs. I think the tide is turning as more and more people are willing to stand up. I see stories from across the country of parents standing up to the unions and school boards. I see brave moms standing up and saying, my kids need to go back to school in person. I see members of Congress refusing to comply with petty tyrant Pelosi. We are at a moment of truth and a crossroads. Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do further harm to our society, economy, and children? Or will we stand together and say, absolutely not. Not this time. I choose freedom. Freedom! Just like Braveheart screamed out. Yeah, William Wallace. Um, that's just so great to, to hear Rand Paul talking like that. Yeah, I, we need more of our statesmen to make this stand, to come out and boldly just say we will resist. No more lockdowns. The, the children are not susceptible, any more susceptible to COVID than they are to the seasonal flu. Get rid of the masks. Let children be children and let the economy open up again. Um, and on top of that, I've got some more stuff from Mike Adams. He's uh, the, um, the guy that does natural news. He's a nutritional scientist who has an uh, analytical lab where, where he tests things. And uh, he's got a few things to say, uh, which were bombshelled to him. And this is a guy that um, he, he's a scientist. Uh, you could say he worships uh, other scientists. You know, he geeks out on, on things, all things science. Um, and he had a few things to say in this article. HHS documents admit the CDC has never isolated any COVID-19 virus. PCR tests nothing but instrument noise. The global hoax is rapidly unraveling. Well, I hope it's unraveling. But let's get into his, um, his article here. There's something that... You need to know there's a term called certified reference materials. When, when he does his analysis of something, if he's testing food to see if there's mercury in it, he needs to get certified reference materials of mercury so he can compare mercury to mercury. That's how he can uh, test to see if there's any mercury in the fish that he's looking at. Same thing if he was looking at uh, poisons like glyphosate in, in foods. Uh, glyphosate is a pesticide that uh, happens to be in a lot of foods. So he will test foods for glyphosate. He needs an example of what glyphosate is so he can compare glyphosate to glyphosate to see if it's in the foods that he's, he's looking at. So what he's saying is... There is no example. The CDC does not have an example to say this is what COVID is, you know, like on a, on a slide, a microscope slide. So you can put it under there and, and uh, you know, look at the uh, amoebas and stuff. I'm not a scientist, you know, it's not amoebas. But you have to be able to compare one thing to another to see 
if the second contains anything of the first. So what he's saying is there is nothing that the CDC has to prove that COVID exists. I know, that's the bombshell. That's what blew his mind was that the CDC itself cannot prove COVID exists. So let me read on. I know this this will sound a little bit mind-blowing. This is Mike Adams talking. How did I come to realize that the medical and science, scientific establishment has fabricated all this? And what's the explanation for the very real sicknesses that people are experiencing? I'll share that story here. But in short, common cold viruses and monkey virus fragments found in flu shots are being mislabeled covid And there is a weaponized spike protein bioweapon that's been distributed via the vaccine injections. That's all real. But there's no such thing as a real, physical, isolated COVID-19 virus that has been harvested from sick people and shown to infect other people and make them sick. What we're really witnessing here it now seems is three distinct things. One, a cocktail of common cold viruses labeled COVID, which are circulating and causing sickness in some people, most likely because of the lack of immune system exposure to wild-type viruses during all the global lockdowns. In other words, everyone was isolated They weren't interacting with people, and so they weren't exchanging germs. (laughs) I know, sounds weird, but common life, you run into people, you shake hands, you, you hug, you know, germs, viruses get exchanged. And your, your immune system beats them. I've got a great thing from George Collin on here. If I've got time later, I'll play it. But the... Your immune system needs practice, like he said. (laughs) So practice makes perfect. Anyhow, let me go on. Back to what Adams was saying. A weaponized spike protein toxic nanoparticle that's being injected into people as a clot shot. And it's likely shedding, causing harmful side effects in other unvaccinated people. And I'll add, it could be causing harmful side effects in other vaccinated people as well. And it's coming from the people that have had the vaccine. The people that have had the vaccine are shedding the variants. It's not because of those mean, nasty, ugly, uh, unvaccinated people. It's the people who have gotten the vaccine because the vaccine causes you to shred, shed variants. That's what Adams is saying here. And then three, a wholly fraudulent PCR case demic scheme that's designed to flag almost anyone as positive based on almost entirely on how many cycles of PCR sample prep instruments are instructed to carry out thereby amplifying instrument noise to the point of a positive hit. Almost anything can be flagged as positive, including genetic material fragments from previous year's flu shots. You can go to Mike Adams' uh, website, naturalnews.com, and you can look up HHS documents admit the CDC has never isolated any COVID-19 virus. It's uh, about a 12-page article right here, so I'm not going to read the whole thing to you right now. You have your homework. Go do it. But we've been lied to, and there's been a massive, massive propaganda machine that has gone on ad infinitum. Um, It's incredible. It's it's been all over the news media, even on Fox News, but, you know, ABC, 
CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, et al. Just continue to push the propaganda that, um, you know, you need the shot. You got to get the shot. But the shot is a killer. A little water. And I was going to save this till later, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor, he was speaking up about this stuff. And uh, he had a message to anti-maskers. Oh, by the way, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want this, um, this clock shot and uh, I don't wear a mask. He said, screw your freedom. Former governor and Hollywood superstar Arnold Schwarzenegger had some choice words for anti-vaxxers on Wednesday. Screw your freedom. You cannot just say I have the right to do X, Y, and Z when you affect other people. That is when it gets serious. Schwarzenegger said in a CNN discussion featuring Bayana uh, Golodraya, don't know who she is, an anti-Trump deep-stater Alexander Finman. Remember him? He was the um, he was the guy in the State Department who said Trump didn't listen to me. He didn't listen. He didn't do what I said. Uh, yeah, um, Trump is the president. He outranks you, Vindman. Uh, you were in the military, I believe. Didn't you wear like a colonel's uniform or something? President outranks colonel or whatever rank that that you are maybe you're like the surgeon general you just have a pretend uniform but um here's some more schwarzenegger i don't want to villainize anyone here he continued but i just want to tell everyone let's work together and let's stop fighting because there's a virus and it's better to get vaccinated than to wear a mask How's that for a, for a governor accent? The True Lies star's authoritarian comments are unsurprising, given his father, Gustav Schwarzenegger, was a volunteer member of the Sturmarbeitung, the notorious brown shirt Nazi stormtroopers. Hmm. I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, yeah, he's quite comfortable with, with, um, authoritarian uh, rule there. Maybe that's why he did all those movies with authoritarians and, um, fighting authoritarianism or being an authoritarian himself. The Terminator, yeah. So... But you know what? We really have to resist. We have to resist the coming lockdown again. Because, you know, in, in uh, what is it, 14 months now, 14 and a half months, we're going to have another election. It'll be the midterm elections. And it's going to be very important to kick the uh, leftists out of the government because they are screwing things up royally. You think that orange man bad was uh, bad for the country? Well, shows you what elections will do. Remember what President Obama said uh, many years ago? He said it to John McCain. McCain was complaining about something in an Oval Office uh, dispute. And Obama said, John, elections have, have consequences and you lost. Shut him right down. But the result of the stolen election is that uh, we now have Dementia Joe in, in at uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Don't know who's pulling the strings behind them, Obama. Um, but uh, somebody's calling the shots and talking into his ear. And just this past week, there was... A piece of legislation that got passed, ridiculously, 19 Republicans signed on to it. It was the infrastructure bill, 
which was denied to Trump for two, three years. Nancy Pelosi never allowed Trump to get a victory, never allowed him to uh, pass the infrastructure bill, even, even though uh, his version of it, even though uh, yeah, Trump would have loved to have worked with anybody on it to get it passed. Uh, he was Mr. Infrastructure, Mr. Builder, Mr. Let, let's go and, and, you know, make these things, let's build this, let's pave that. Um, they didn't give Trump the uh, infrastructure bill because they wanted to deny him a victory and wanted to make him look incompetent and useless as a president. Well, now that that uh, Uncle Joe is in there, Uncle Joe's moving kind of slow at the junction. Oh, yeah. And he got a infrastructure bill passed. That's, I think, last I looked at it, $1.7 billion. Oh, (laughs) inflation's going to be going way up. Got a piece on that. Uh, We'll hit when I come back from the break. We'll break in a few minutes, but we'll get started in on this this thing here in, um, in the Epic Times. And... This is a close look at the little-known provisions in the infrastructure bill. Joe Biden's infrastructure bill includes many surprises, bicycle studies, mineral laws, and ending car deaths are only a few of the plans. Here, under strange studies, I've got crash test uh, dummies are sexist. That's right. Through the strangest studies in the bill focus on equity in car crash dummies, train length, and the use of bicycles to respond to disasters. The dummy study will evaluate whether the seating positions of crash test dummies lead to worse vehicle safety for women, the elderly, the young, and people of unusual weight. After getting the results, the National Highway Traffic Study Administration will decide whether to use use crash test dummies that better represent the effects of car crashes upon these groups. You know, I mean, today everything is sexist. Everything is racist. But I never thought of the crash test dummies as being sexist. You know, remember those old commercials? They had the the two crash test dummies. And, you know, they'd be talking in the car. They'd get out of the car after the crash. And they'd be talking. And, you know, they kind of sounded like dudes. They kind of sounded like guys. Now, the dummies, they, they weren't, oh, what's the term? Um, uh, not analytically. Um, they're just dummies. I mean, it's like mannequins. There's no genitalia there. Uh, anatomically correct. That's the word I'm looking for. They are not anatomically correct. So, how can you tell whether they're male or female? You know, maybe they, they just, you know, describe themselves as, um, as male, or maybe they describe themselves as female. No one really asked back then, you know. So, anyhow, it turns out that the crash test dummies are sexist. Who would have known, but leave it up to Joe Biden and company to figure that out. So, they're going to have different size dummies in there. And, um, you know, different weights and stuff. Now... I, I, I don't want to pick on, um, you know, obese people or, or, you know, spatially challenged. But do you ever see a really huge person trying to get in and out of a car, especially the driver's seat? You know, it, it, it can be pretty tough. But they take up a lot of room there. So if they get into an accident... They're not going to go too far, you know. You've got all that padding there to prevent you from going anyplace, especially if you've got the steering wheel right there in your stomach, you know. 
So they might be better off than, say, a skinny guy. Now, if you're in the passenger seat, well, you know, kind of the same, I guess. You've, you've got a lot of padding there to, to bounce around. So I don't know. And then they're going to have to put some kids in the back seat to see how they... they going to have to do a lot of testing, a lot of study in there. Hmm. Then, there's another thing. Eco-friendly streets. I call this Indian roads. The infrastructure bill plans to give low-income communities, including Indian reservation, grants of up to $15 million to replace their streets with new road-building techniques. Some of the new streets will reflect sunlight. Urban areas are usually one to five degrees warmer because roads and buildings absorb the sun's heat and reflective streets will eliminate some of this difference. And a lot of these reservations are in very hot places. Uh, They already have that. It's called concrete. If you ever travel the country, you'll see some places have concrete roads rather than, than asphalt ones because asphalt ones can get hot and... They kind of get soft. They don't quite melt, but they do get soft. So I think someone already thought of that. It's called concrete. But anyhow, let's see. Let's, let's take a little break here, and we'll come back for more fun things in, in this bill. And got to pay. Oh, there we go. There we go. This is always good. United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Okay, sorry I cut it short there, Jr. but I want to get into more of this infrastructure bill thing here. And we have Joe Biden encouraging female truck drivers. Now, I've got a question. 
what it's an infrastructure bill. You want to build roads. You want to build bridges. You want to dredge out harbors. What does it matter whether the person driving the truck is a male or a female as long as the truck is driven? Anyhow, Biden's bill organizes a commission to encourage women to participate in driving trucks, noting that women hold 24 percent of the trucking industry jobs, but often have fewer truck accidents. It declares that Congress wants the trucking industry to explore every opportunity to encourage and support the pursuit of and retention of female careers in trucking. Now. I've been in trucking uh, companies, and, yeah, the 24% is about right, but most of the women were in the office and uh, were glad to be in the office. If they had wanted to, they could have gotten a CDL license and gone out and driven trucks. There was uh, one or two females that did, but um, they didn't last too long, and not because we drove them out. No. And then there's another one. Women socially and economically disadvantaged. I changed that headline to whites need not apply. Kind of like um, uh, Irish need not apply. Or having, you know, the, the whites only restroom and the colored only restroom. Or the whites only Drinking fountain and the colored only drinking fountain. You know, I'm not being racist here. That was a fact of life in some states in in this country 60 or 70 years ago. Anyhow, let me read what it says here. Women working in the transportation business will be categorized as socially and economically disadvantaged individuals by the bill. Legally, a socially and economically disadvantaged individual is any non-white or woman, is any non-white or woman with some exceptions. <laughs> that really doesn't read so well. Legally, a socially and economically disadvantaged individual is any non-white or woman with some exceptions. So anyhow, they want to hire non-whites to this. And how is that not racist? You know, but hey, the the play Hamilton got away with it. You know, so no, I I don't want to drive truck anymore. I don't care if they want to hire me. Electric cars and air cleaners. Biden's bill encourages the development of an eco-friendly American electric car battery industry as well as advanced air cleaning technology. Okay. Once these electric cars wear out their batteries, the, uh, the batteries will be recycled to hold electricity rather by electric uh, power grid as well as other uses. The government will also award grants to businesses that collect batteries for recycling. Yeah, kind of like when Henry Ford got his grant from the government to build his, um, his uh, business there in Detroit. Uh, and, by the way, hired people at a very lucrative uh, wage for the time because uh, the work was boring and repetitive and robotic. <laughs> but, um, no, he did not get grants from the government. You know, maybe they gave him tax breaks or something like that you know, to, to get his company to build at a certain spot. But, uh, no, there were no grants for businesses at that time. And did you know why? Because they built businesses that of things that people wanted. When you're building something that people mm, aren't too uh, hip on, aren't, aren't too excited over, they don't buy them. And then you have to subsidize it. And, by the way, these uh, electric cars, they need a lot of batteries. The, uh, the mining of the materials for the batteries are very uh, dangerous to, to the environment. Getting rid of the used batteries are very bad to the environment. That's why they want to try to, to have 
companies that will recycle them. And how is it that you you charge up a, an electric car? Because like I, I filled up my gas tank today in my car, and I, I want to talk about that in a few minutes. But, um, you know, when I gassed it up, it took about five minutes to pump uh, the gas into the car. And I filled it up. Uh, it took about 15 gallons, 50 bucks for for the thing. And um, then I was good to go. The electric cars take a little while to charge up. And, you know, <laughs> take, you know they can take a couple hours to charge. And um, most of the charging comes from coal-fired or or natural gas fired some kind of fossil fuel company has to has to be available to uh, charge up the cars so these environmentally clean vehicles aren't so environmentally clean and we have to subsidize uh, the sales of them and we have to subsidize cleaning up the mess that the uh, batteries are going to make once they get worn out. So, oh, and this is just like Solyndra. Remember that uh, thing that that uh, Obama had had promoted when he was president. The <laughs> the company that went belly up after he was promoting it. Uh, this is kind of a similar thing. If you could find out which companies are going to be promoted by by Joe Biden and buy their stock before he's talking about them. You'll make out. Yep. You'll make out. But it looks like we've got a caller on this subject, so let's see what's on their mind. Okay, i got to find the right dial, and go ahead, caller. What's on your mind? Hi, James. Hey, um, how you doing? I, you know, um, does that Mike Adams... Tell you what's in the vaccination. I mean, does he give any example of what what ingredients are in it? Uh, yes. Um, I'm sure that you could find, uh, you know, uh, find a, the exact list of ingredients there. Uh, this particular yes, article I'm doesn't give the ingredients, but I'll tell you one thing: Moderna and Pfizer don't tell you what's in it. Their their ingredient sheets are blank, but um, I'm sure that that Mike Adams would be able to tell you. Yeah, I was wondering if they put mercury in it. You know what I mean? Is uh, because um, um, they put mercury in the flu shots, so I'm wondering if they're still putting mercury in flu shots for children when they were supposed to, you know. I mean, none of the vaccines are supposed to have mercury in them. But I think they have to keep putting that mercury in because maybe that is what's causing autism. Yeah, you know that's I mean? a, it's a very it, good possibility. Keep, um, yeah, and they put formaldehyde in the flu shots, too. Another good place to go to would be uh, Robert Kennedy's Children De- Children's Defense Fund. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Mike Adams' site, uh, Natural News, probably would be able to break those sounds. Now, I never heard him say there's mercury in uh, this particular shot. I just use that as an example that everyone could grab onto. We've, we've heard about mercury in the fish and, like you said, in, in, in some shots uh, and yeah, the damages well, that that can cause. Yeah. In the flu shot, and people go to the dentist and have the mercury taken out of their uh, mercury fillings taken out. Yes. And here they are sticking mercury in their uh, veins. How, how how stupid is that? Well, I don't know. If they don't need... Go what? ahead. Yeah. No, I I did ask a nurse once that was giving out flu shots. And she said, yes, that there was thermosil in it, mercury. And that was probably 10 years ago, something like that. But that was for adults. So, and then a doctor that was on the radio, 
he stated that that was probably what someone someone had an allergic reaction to the flu shot and he said it's probably probably because of the formaldehyde or the mercury that they put in the flu shots. I wonder if people would get those flu shots if they knew what was in them. Uh, I'm, I'm some, some some people would if 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 they're told by somebody with a white coat on that this is good for you and you need it. Um, some people will just line up for it. Yeah, I think the cat lady will start seeing a new movie that instead of a wolf in sheep's clothing, it's a wolf in a white coat. White lab coat. That's going to be the new movie. Yes. Uh, I I think there'll be a lot of those in the next few years. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Uh, If we're still around after we have to take the vaccination. Oh, well, I'll I'll, I'll go to Texas. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I would love that. All right. Thanks. Have a great night. Thank you for calling. Ron. Thanks for that Ron Paul um, message. He's such a great guy. He yes, he is. Father. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Okay, nice thank weekend. you. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Let's see. I think I'll wrap up this story. There's a lot more to the uh, infrastructure bill to poke fun at. But this is the really good one. Oh, we got another caller. Caller, wait a minute. I want to get to this one. The plan to end all traffic deaths. There you go. Communities that plan to end all traffic deaths will receive government grants. Unlike traffic safety programs that aim to reduce deaths and injury, the Toward Zero Deaths program recommended by Biden's bill has the goal of bringing both deaths and serious injuries on the roadway down to zero. To end all highway deaths, the Toward Zero Deaths organization recommends building safer roads and, get this now, installing automatic speed limit enforcement devices in vehicles, using software to monitor drivers for tiredness and distraction, collect vehicle data, and link all vehicles by wireless devices. Yeah, we want to control you. We want to control you. We know what's better for you than what you know. And, and get this. No risk. As the, the TZD criticizes Americans' willingness to accept risk. Oh, my God. As long as this cultural risk acceptance exists, there is no way to reach the vision of zero traffic fatalities. This website reads, to embrace traffic safety culture is vital to create and instill the social imperative necessary to reject risky behaviors, engage protective behaviors and embrace traffic safety policies. You know, that's kind of like COVID now. You know, that we can never get the flu again. We've got to stay inside. We've got to isolate. The economy's got to come to a halt because we must be safe, you know. And you can never drive more than five miles an hour. Otherwise, you might kill somebody. You might kill yourself. (sighs) Oh, life is so dangerous. Life is so risky. So, anyhow, let's see what's on the caller's mind. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Hey, Jim. How you doing? This is Jim. (laughs) Hey, great name. I like that. uh, What do you think about risky chances out there in life? Oh, you know what? It's we're like a year and a half into it. I have yet to get my vaccine. Good. Have I caught it? No. And you know what? If I did catch it, I would have known. I, I think <laughs> you would have if you were sick. You know. Well, it's, <laughs> and, well you, you know, had the fi- uh, had a fever or something. 
my, well, my sister, she was asymptomatic. You know, she tested positive, but she didn't feel anything. She felt fine. Well, that's so, the whole thing about that Adams is saying about these PCR tests. They're worthless. Well, they, they just crank it up to 11, uh, you know, like on Spinal Tap, and, um, you know, it, it just finds anything. Yeah. Well, you know, well, you know, it, it reminds me, you know, how the masks go, right? I saw a picture on Facebook. There's a woman wearing a mask, and she says, "I wear this mask to keep the virus out of my body." And right on the right is a guy building a chain link fence, and he says, "I'm building this fence to keep the mosquitoes out of my yard." Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's, about, that's about how effective those masks are. But that, actually, I'm going to keep it brief because I know you have a little, little time. Did I hear you correctly about, uh, I, I don't know, if, would you say it was a bill or a law or something? There are certain classes of people going to be classified where certain jobs, they can only apply like black people or women? Did I hear you correctly yeah. on that? Yeah, the, this oh, okay. is, the, they, they want to push, you know, women and socially, economically disadvantaged individuals are, are going to be pushed in the bill, you know? It, Go ahead. Well, well, let me ask you a quick, quick question. Whatever happened to the Equal Opportunity Employment Act? <laughs> Remember that little law that the act that they put together, which uh, which uh, makes it a crime to discriminate based on sex, race, color, creed. You're religion, racist. Blah, blah, blah. I bet you're a white guy. You're, well, you know you're just you're, crying because you're not gonna. You're gonna have to sit in the back of the bus now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, that's going to be, if that does pass, okay. It has I'll passed, this is the infrastructure bill. Oh, 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 the, oh. <laughs> that's what's and, in uh, it. <laughs> that, well, people, well, there's somebody out there should get in court and challenge that, the constitutionality of it. They should push, that is, it flies in the face with the Equal Opportunity Employment Act. Now, if I wanted a per, uh, job, and, oh, sorry, Mr. Williams, you can't because you're white, you're a white Christian uh, racist, uh, xenophobe, LGBT, you can't have that job. Now, I would take them to court and sue them so fast and use that as my argument because it flies in the face. You, know, you see, the Democrats, they, they can, you know, they don't like the law, they change it. You know, without, not without, you know, they don't want to. Or, or they ignore it. Or they ignore it, exactly. Yeah. They, they, you know, they wipe their butts with the Constitution, and that's that I'm against. And uh, I'll let you go with that because I know you have a lot to say and very little time to say it. Stay cool, and tomorrow hopefully it's going to break this uh, heat. Yeah, hope, hopefully it breaks. And maybe <laughs> soon I'll get a second hour because this goes way too fast. <laughs> right, well, hey, talk to Dick Bouchard. Maybe, you know, it, it might cost a little more, but, yeah, we, we, like, we love hearing you on uh, Well, Friday. if you want to advertise on here, you know, hey, just a couple hundred bucks well, a month. Add, yeah. <laughs> what am I going to advertise? That's I don't know. You have, a, I mean, I, you have a company or something? Maybe you have a book you want to sell. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got stick figure uh, cartoons that I used to make. It you and Hunter, you and Hunter Biden. Oh, oh, yeah. You can sell your art on this. Struggle. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Jim. Uh, take care now. Okay. Bye. 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 An artist in waiting there. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, yeah, I filled up my uh, car this week, and I just happened to have a couple of old receipts on me. One of them has my car wash number, and I'm not giving that to you. That's mine. And um, one was from, uh, let's see, uh, July 16th. And price per gallon for, for that, uh, this regular gas was two ninety nine, and that was still up from what we were paying when when evil orange man was still the president. And then I've got this this one. Uh, I've got uh, one from seven twenty eight, um, which is uh, July twenty eighth. Then it was three dollars and five cents. And these are all from Shell stations now. And then today, it was $3.19. Are we seeing, um, you know, something uh, happen here? Uh, the prices are going up. 
and they will continue to go up. As I uh, wasn't even, even able to get to the story about uh, Tyson chicken. Uh, well, they don't just do chicken. They Tyson, uh, you know, meat processors. Uh, their pork was up like about 19% uh, since Uncle Joe has taken over. Um, the, their beef was up 12%. Forget what the chicken was up. And you look at any, like, building materials, they've all gone up. We're seeing inflation take place. And it's because the left is in charge now. Joe Biden shut down the, um, the, the Keystone Pipeline. Almost, was it his first day in office? Well, very soon after taking office, he was shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. And, you know, there's a lot of other, there, there were a lot of other oil pipelines that didn't get the notoriety, but he did shut them down. And um, you wonder why the prices are going up. Now he's asking OPEC to send us more oil instead of developing our own and keeping the prices low and keeping keeping us energy independent like we were under evil orange man. No, <laughs> we can't have financial independence. We can't have energy independence. We can't even have our own independence under these leftists. And this is uh, just going to continue to get worse. Which brings me back to being careful about no lockdowns. Coming right back to what what uh, Rand Paul was saying at the beginning of this show. We cannot allow any more lockdowns. We've got to clean up the voting rolls. We've got to get rid of the dead people. We've got to get rid of cheat by mail so that we can have a clean election. So we can get a country back where we are independent again. Both, you know, financially, with energy, and, you know, personally. And until we get rid of these leftists, we are not going to be in that position. So, vote for Rand Paul. Oh, we can't do that. He's in Kentucky. Yeah, we're stuck with uh, Sheldon Whitehouse and, and uh, what's his name, Ciccolini? It's Ciccolini's name? Close enough. Cicilline. No, Cicilline. Oh, now you're being sexist. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know about you. Not a whole lot of people do, really. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll find out. Just wait until uh, Joe Biden finds out about you. I can't wait. Yeah. He'll come here and he'll tell you that it's time for tapioca. <laughs> I think Joe's tapioca. <laughs> His mind is. <laughs> Anyhow, this has been Dunn's Deal. And uh, thank you for calling in and uh, talk to you next week. Until I get uh, a second hour, this has been a fun time. Talk to you later. God bless. Bye now. This is a Dunn's Deal. Tell your friends and neighbors to tune in Friday evenings at 6.05 for Jim's perspective on the issues of the week. You're listening to WNRI Woonsocket.